Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to another spirit-filled edition of FBS Fireside, the place where we bring men to life by bringing life to men. I'm your host, Jaworski Vance, and I'm thrilled to be in the studio again with my good friends, Tally Gain and Willa Brown. How y'all doing today, fellas? Doing amazing. Glad to be here. Hey, we're doing exciting. Uh, awesome time to be on the show. Worldwide Willow and Talking Tally. Hey, man, I had a great time earlier this week training some kids from the Boys and Girls Club. We went over some amazing things, talking about good etiquette and rules for great golf. And it just reminded me of the series that we're doing about the hardest job in America because, you know, we're talking with the kids. I had to be honest with you, I had a, had a few behavior issues, nothing major, but I was just a little concerned about their learning curve. You know, I could just tell that, you know, they were so happy to be in my presence and being able to just love on them and minister uh, a fatherly anointing over them. And I just want to remind the listeners that our show is primarily about fathering and fatherlessness and racial reconciliation. But the sole purpose is to try to do something to affect these kids, to affect these children. And so, guys, tell me, I mean, what are some of the things that you guys have been seeing out there that's affecting these kids and affecting you as a father as you see it? Well, I'll, I'll hop in first. Um, social media um, has kind of handicapped kids in terms of knowing how to have a relationship. You know what I mean? Um, Eye-to-eye contact, you know, how to meet people. Those types of things are a thing of, a, of the past when it comes to, to teenagers. Um, a lot of them will not make eye contact with you. A lot of them don't even know about a firm handshake. Um, so those fundamentals have to be uh, placed back into this culture um, by those who know, like us. Um, everything is so impersonal um, based on them being able to live virtually through computers, through iPads, through phones. So those old school values, those fundamentals, <clears throat> they never get old. So we have to teach those things. As a matter of fact, firm handshake when you meet someone, um, eye contact while they're talking to you. Even for uh, young ladies that are coming out of the doors, young men got to hold these doors for these young ladies and, and women. Um, I've seen people let doors swing in, in, into women's faces and knock purses out of their hands and things of that nature. And the guys don't even think twice about it. So they got to get back to those old school values um, that, that provided structure and etiquette um, in the past. I, I want to see a revival of that. What you, what you say about that, Taylor? Well, you know, I, I'm with you on that and I'm going to throw it in. I'm going to throw a curveball in there because I won't necessarily call it old school. I'm going to call it foundational. You know, I just think they're foundational because uh, Jaworski, I'm not as versed in the golf world, but I do remember the word golf being what a, gentle, a gentleman's sport. That's, and, right, that's, right. I, that's fair to say that a gentleman's sport. Yes. And so getting back to the concept of a, a gentleman's sport of life found there's just some foundational things. Uh, such as those etiquettes and the things that we're talking about that we got to go back to. That's what I'm saying. Like post-pandemic, -pan post we're having some post-pandemic conversations now because we also got to take responsibility, I feel, as leaders and, and whoever. We took, you know, America's youth and we threw them all online 100%, you know, at one point and say, this is going to be your new way of learning. And now in the past year, we're now hoping that we can we, we can reel them back in and bring them back into the classroom and get them back offline. 
But I just feel, honestly, it's a very slippery slope. But I feel like everyone has to take responsibility. And I feel like fathers have to continue to take the lead and have as many face-to-face, you know, get getting back in the classroom type mode as opposed to this virtual mode. So that's kind of how I see it. You know, I look at it. We got to get back to the basics, back to the foundation of some things. Um, and and the, the, to that point, if we don't address the foundation, unfortunately, we just had a, a Florida tragedy with that collapsing of that building in Miami. And now they're going back talking about how many structural foundational inspections weren't performed in a timely manner or was not addressed that led to that catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's very symbolic yeah, for us right. as, in our family structures that foundational things need to be addressed before we have more of a collapse in our community. Oh, that's yeah. Wrap that up. Yeah. I, I love that analogy that that metaphor used comparing the, the collapse of that condo, because that's exactly what we're seeing in communities of color. The foundation is just not there. I tell you, man, earlier when I had those children, we had I had 20 kids out there. I had a couple of volunteers to help. But that was a lot of kids for just three people to deal with, especially with teaching the intricacies, the etiquette, the rules of the game of golf, because there's just a lot that comes along with that game. But I'm bringing that up to say, just like with the condo and trying to teach, it's just so much that we have to instill into our children and our families that we cannot afford to ignore the signs. Right. Like you were saying with the inspection of the condo, you know, it's obvious. You know, I just recently read a report that talked about the uh, vocabulary gap, the gap in vocabulary based off of economics, you know. Right. There is a gap, but there's a 30 million word gap between people who are professionals and people who are currently living on welfare. And so foundationally, that's going to make it difficult for any child, any person, any human being to be successful in an economy that that values vocabulary. And so you're right. We, we definitely got to get in there. And guys, men, fathers. After you finish taking care of your own children, I'm, I'm just encouraging you to get out there and take care of some of the orphans because the word talks about that, too, especially for the believers. You know, really be more aggressive and engaged in your willingness to mentor children that are not your own. Right. I w- let me let me break it down, taking it a little, just a little. Let's, let's make it a little bit more relatable in terms of like a first step. And this is just a thing of mine. So I'm throwing it in there. Uh mm-hmm. Everything these days moving away from relationships and everything is impersonal. Emails, text messages, especially text messaging. Let's encourage our children to do more phone calling. You know what I mean? Having conversations. Um, Texting can feel so impersonal. Uh, People can misconstrue messages based on tones and text messaging. How about having a conversation? How about, like Tally was saying earlier, um, at dinner time, let's get around the dinner table, put all phones up, turn the TV off, and actually have um, some some leave it to beaver type dinners, uh, if anybody can remember that, where everybody was just sitting at the table talking about how the day went. Um, 
I miss those shows like that, man, because, you know, a lot of them might not have been as diverse, but they showed, you know, old school family values where they, mm-hmm. they sat and ate dinner together and they talked about the day and everybody in the neighborhood knew everybody else. And there was a respect level there. So if we could just stop being so impersonal, um, we can build better relationships. So let's not text so much, encourage your children to, you know, have phone conversations and you have conversations, you know, with your children at, at dinner. That, that's a start. Fundamentals. I think that's a great suggestion and it's definitely going to help establish a firmer foundation for fathers, children, families to grow in their relationship with each other because it'd be good for your children to know how your day went. You know? Right, your day. Yeah, you know, they need to understand some of the challenges that you're facing. They need to hear some of your vocabulary so that they can end up being just like you. Uh, With that, we want to go into a song by Lecrae called Just Like You, and we'll be right back here on FBS Fireside after this. I just want to be like you, walk like, talk like, even think like you. The only one I could look to, you're teaching me to be just like you. Well, I just gotta be like, like, I just gotta be like you. And we're back. You know, Jay, you know, that song for me um, is this is a representation, right? Because Lecrae was just talking about how people who didn't think they even had an influence, they were being watched and observed. Uncle Ricky, Uncle Mike. You know, and so what we don't want to do is just assume just because there's not a father in the home. And, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier, Willard, that young men are still not looking and observing male uh, presence and leadership. Right, um, right. That's key. And so that song, just like you, this is the reminder that we're still being watched on every angle, every side of it. Um, and we got to continue to be vigilant in what we do because we because the world is watching. The world is waiting with eager expectation. Um, so that was key. You know, I wanted to last week when we before we was last talking, I just wanted to come back with one last context. Um, and it was Acts chapter four. It says this is the stone which was rejected by the builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. And it just had was given a reference to Jesus as a chief cornerstone. And it says the building typically has four corners. And the buildings that back then were built with stones. The chief cornerstone was the first stone laid down on the ground at, on one of the buildings. Now, getting down to it, it just says, why is this important? If the chief cornerstone was laid even slightly angled, the whole building ended up slightly rotated on its axis. And the chief cornerstone laid slightly slanted, the whole building ended up tilted and risk collapse. Right. So we're just not talking about fatherhood. This, you know, we're just not talking about a man. You know, that's what we're getting into. Oh, I'm, I'm in the home. But if you're not in the right position as the chief cornerstone in that home or in that in family, that's where there's potential for collapse or calamity. And we're seeing a lot of uh, misplaced blocks because they weren't properly placed on top of that chief cornerstone of, as I, I equate that to being fatherhood. Right. I love that because foundationally, um, there's certain things that we can do. And one of them, you know, we talked about earlier, um, just just getting back to those conversations. But another thing is to really be a good man, be a good example. You know, how, how do you do that as a man? Show respect towards everybody. You know what I mean? Be compassionate. Care about others. You know what I mean? Um, 
I used to be a social studies teacher. And the first thing that I taught was diversity in terms of you got to appreciate everybody's differences. Just because, you know, in, in North Mississippi, they put sugar on the grits and sugar on uh, rice. South <laughs> Mississippi, they put butter and salt on. Doesn't mean that the North is wrong or the, the South is right. Just appreciate it. Appreciate the differences amongst people. And your children need to see you showing compassion to people, helping people across the street or helping an older lady or even holding doors for everybody. Not If somebody's coming right behind you, you don't let the door swing in their face. So just if, if we would be as men, the examples in the home of just being virtuous, being good, our, our kids will pick that up. And one thing about parenthood, especially fatherhood and parenthood, kids pay more attention to what you do as opposed to what you say. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So if they see us being good men, showing respect towards everybody, now even, even holding our anger, whether it's in traffic and you want to curse the person now for cutting you off, if they see you exhibiting patience, they're going to exhibit patience in their life as well with others, especially those who may do them wrong. So just being a good man is one of those things um, that we can do to set that foundation, Tally, like you were discussing, um, that's going to make sure that, that that family structure doesn't collapse. So, Jay, um, you know, I'm throwing it out there, and this is for fathers out there, and, and Willard, we're all hitting on it. We're real men. We're real live, because the truth is, is that sometimes you feel like, man, well, I didn't have a chance to become that chief, right? <laughs> to even become, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get in the game. But the, the truth uh -huh. be told, we're not just speaking. We're cro we're speaking cross generationally, right? We're speaking fathers, brothers, and sons. So we're we're hoping that we continue to express the template, if you will, for how it should be. And I think that's one of the things also that we must be reminded of that no matter what the current condition is, we've been given a master template, right? A blueprint of what should be happening. And so as long as there are people out there advocating to put that chief cornerstone in that family back in the right place, maybe it is tilted. Let's get it back right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> let's, let's get that slant. Let's get that crack resolved now. And, uh, you know, and, and don't give hope. Don't give up hope. You know, Jay, what about for you? You know, your sons are older now and you're seeing some of the fruit of your labor. But what are some of the things that you have at this point in the game? Well, I mean, I, I think one of the things I, I had an encounter with my older son early. He called me, say, Dad, I just need to talk, man. I got some uh, decisions I'm trying to make about moving out of the house and and wanted to um, get my opinion about it. And it really made me feel good to hear him call and ask mm -hmm. for some advice, some wisdom concerning his decision, you know, but. I think that's why this conversation is so important because we've got to realize a lot of children don't necessarily have that chief cornerstone to call and lean on. And so for the men out there who are actually doing what you do and doing what you do well, I just want to encourage them to, you know, reach out and try to share that stability, share that foundation, share that commitment, share that character with, with a fatherless child. You know, because for as good as it made me feel to have my son ask me that, I still had 20 kids earlier this week who I'm sure many of them are lacking that opportunity, you know, but it also gave me great hope and, and great joy to know that, you know, I have impacted my son's life well enough to where he wanted to reach out to me for some advice, you know, and we, we just shared some, some good uh, wisdom with each other. He shared his life's experience with me and I gave him, I hope, hope I gave him some advice that he could use in making his decision. But at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. You know, really loving on the people that come behind us and really caring about our legacy. 
You know, I, I have to say, honestly, fellas, that's one of the things that just really disgusts me sometimes when I see children suffering because children shouldn't have to suffer like that because men don't care about their seeds and they don't care about their legacy. So, fellas, excuse me if you, if you hear a little bravado in my voice about it, but at the end of the day, <laughs> no, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the listeners out there who okay. feel in some kind of way because they know I'm talking about them. You know, tighten up, tighten up, call your boy, call your daughter, you know, and, and really plug into their lives in a way that you're supposed to as their cornerstone. Right. Man, that, that's super powerful. That, and the church and the church said, amen and ouch at the same time. <laughs> amen and ouch, which is necessary because a little bit of, a little bit of pain leads to hopefully some type of conviction. Right. It's not, it's funny. You don't know that you didn't really work out until you start feeling sore. <laughs> huh? For sure. right. And I think sometimes that is, you know, don't get me wrong. I can fall victim to it. Sometimes we can have pleasant conversations and you find out that that man really didn't get to the, didn't really feel nothing because he ain't sore. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay if you get a little sore from some of our conversation because yeah, it's right. It's right here at it. You know, we have not come off topic in terms of what it's going to take for fathers. Why is it a difficult job? It's because a lot of men don't step up to do it. You know, right. we're not we don't have enough men stepping up to the plate. That's what makes what determines the difficulty of a job or a career is the lack of candidates. <laughs> you know, the lack of qualified candidates who are actually willing to do the job. Right. You know, that's why a plumbers get gonna always get a premium. Cause they everybody willing to dig in the toilet. I'm mm. just saying, you know, they're going to always get paid a premium. There's always going to be a show up charge because they know everybody ain't willing to show up <laughs> to get in that toilet. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and look, and it's funny you <laughs> to say that, Khaled, because I, I think for men of color, especially here in America, that's probably a good comparison for the job that we have to do as possible. <laughs> but look, let's love on them with another song from uh, Kirk Franklin's a song called Love Theory. And we'll be right back here on FBS Fireside. Tyler, you said something in that last segment, man. You said something about, you know, being sore. And it just reminded me, Sunday, I uh, I played basketball with my sons. It was an amazing day. When I tell you it was amazing, it was really an amazing day because I played basketball with my sons. I had a young man over uh, from one of my fatherhood training class. He brought his fiance, he brought his wife and their child. And then my neighbor uh, came from across the street. He's an older white gentleman. His wife, they came to watch us all play. So it was an amazing time. But here's my point. Four days later, after playing basketball with my 20-year-old son and my 18-year-old son, I was sore as all get out, okay? I didn't want to play. I just wanted to play horse, you know, shoot around. We ended up playing 21 and some one-on-one. -on -one. But here's my point, to your point. As old as I am and as hard as and as, as hurt and as much pain as I knew I would be in, I still was willing to do that for my children for the experience. Right. Hey, look, what you're saying, I'm, I'm about to get a little personal here because what you're saying is, you know, um, you have to do self-reflection. You know, it might hurt your feelings. You might you might get called or have been called a deadbeat. You can always come back from that. Um, but you mm. have to give you know, look yourself in the mirror. Seriously. Um, these past Father's Day not too long ago. Um, of course, you know, we talked about what my father was and in my life. Um, and uh, recently here, we, we've kind of reconnected and tried to work out a relationship. And I made a joke with him on Father's Day, which I don't think 
he went uh, over too well. Kylie too, <laughs> right? Like it was just it, it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't a good situation. Uh, and here's the joke, and it, it wasn't a, a big joke. It was just like uh, I told him, you know, it's never too late to reconnect with your children. You know, no matter how many they are, you know how many, how long it's been, you know, like how many you got, was it twelve, six, five? I can't remember how many you got, but you know, it was funny to me. <laughs> but I told them that I loved them afterwards, and you know, just reconnect with your children because I know that there are um, a lot of them. There, there are those who who we, they talk about him in a way that is still disparaging. Now he didn't respond to my text. And to me, honestly, dude, you got to grow up. You have to grow up. You, you, you're still unwilling to. That's a joke that you got to say. Yeah, I deserve that. Yeah, I deserve mm-hmm. that one. You know what I mean? That that's because it's a it's a thousand percent true. We don't know how many he has. We know mm-hmm. that there's five, and the one we just found out about. You know what I mean? No disrespect to him, but I know that you don't have relationships with either. You know what I mean? So sometimes um, there's a, there's a story, it's a twofold story in that. Number one, you have to you know look in your you look yourself in the mirror and self reflect and be honest with yourself and try to make amends. The other part of that is, you know, my my father's sixty five mm-hmm. and he hasn't grown. He's gotten older, but he, obviously he hasn't grown in that fatherhood space. And I've been through it with I've been a father. To, to, to my sons, you know, that one outside of the house, one inside of the house. And I took a lot of courage. Oh, I took a lot of beat downs, raising mm-hmm. one inside the house and one outside the house. I went through it. And to me, it's like, you know, if I could go through it, you certainly, you could have, you could have gave a better effort. So um, with that being said, you know, when we were just talking about the responsibility of it and it might hurt and things that nature, man, we got to look ourselves in the mirror right. and, and, and know that it's not it's not about us. It's really never about us personally. It's about the future. It's about your children, because whatever you do with your children, nine times out of ten, they're going to be the same type of way with their children. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be the same type of way with their children. And you've left a legacy of neglect or disrespect or, you know, no love. Or you could you could turn around, turn that around, and leave a legacy of love, of respect, of um, nurturing, of support, and that's that's what we encourage all you, you men out there to do. Right, that's big too, Willa, and you reminded me of something too because I want to be crystal clear with all of our listeners. I'm not the perfect father by any stretch of the imagination. I've been married and divorced twice and I've had to sit down with my sons on numerous occasions and apologize to them for any pain, anguish, despair that they have experienced because of my inability to father them well, because of my boyish ways, right? Because I have them. We all do. Because my dad killed himself a week before my ninth birthday. And at the end of the day, guess what? I I told I tell them I did the best that I could. I know in even doing that, though, it still wasn't a ple- always a pleasant experience for them. Mm-hmm. And as a father, I had to come back and say, hey, look, I'm going to make sure I take ownership of my lack because of what my dad did by letting them know, hey, look, I'm going to do the best I can by you. But you're going to have to grant me some grace because I don't really always know what I'm doing. OK, Right. What I can do for you is give you my best. I, what I can do for you is 
try my best. What I can do for you is take ownership for my mess, right? Because I got a lot of it. And I think that's something that a lot of men, we kind of carry around, especially men of color, we carry around a lot of guilt and shame. And and we start to listen to the deadbeat dad. So we start to take ownership of those things instead of ownership of those things in the wrong way, instead of walking in the grace that God has given us to say, hey, look, I'm not perfect and it's okay. Right. It's okay enough for you to apologize and share that with your children and then that will help them garner more respect for you as a as a man and more importantly as a father boy we well we said a mouthful i already know jay where this going with this part one two three four five and six (laughs) (laughs) but i mean but let me tell you israel i mean this is this is the environment and i ultimately where we're going with this we are going to be inviting other men into this space because as you can hear uh, we're some brothers that's learning how to respirate. You know, we're learning how to breathe in and breathe out. And we realize that there's a lot of men out there literally suffocating because they're not able to fully exhale all the things that God has told them to do and what they should be saying to their families. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the reality of it. We're trying to save some dying men from drowning, from suffocating. And it's okay to express yourself. That's that. We ain't gonna play that song today, but that song, Express Yourself, you know, we, you know, fathers, we're asking men to express themselves at the level in which God has given them orders. And I think uh, we got to learn how to take orders and to give orders. Jay, what you got? I think that sums it up. Tally. I just want to encourage all the brothers out there to, you know, let God order your steps in a way that you walk in the fullness of who he created you to be. And that is the cornerstone for the seeds that you brought into this world so that they can represent you your legacy and that like I tell my sons, hey look, I love y'all, but I'm really taking good care of y'all so y'all can take care of my grandkids. Now when we get to the point where we start thinking about our grandkids and our great grandkids, we'll take better care of our current kids. We love you here on FBS Fireside. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to having you back here next time. Will you do us an honor and close us out in prayer? Of course. Lord we just thank you right now for health, wealth, success, rejuvenating Native of our bodies, God. We thank you right now for protecting and, and our families and blessing all the men out there that, that are trying to do your will and be good men. We pray that everyone out there have a great week um, and just keep covering us. Yes, on Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Love you.